You know, if you haven't checked out What Chaos yet, you oughta, because we've had all your favorite players on the show. I'm talking Seth Jones, Lena Solmar, Connor Bedard, whoever it may be. We're live every day on YouTube at noon Eastern, but also available on all podcast platforms, including the one you're listening to right now. We got guests, and yeah, we're also doing a bit of chit-chat, goofing around, laughing at what makes us laugh in hockey. So regardless of how deep you are into your hockey fandom, Come listen to What Chaos. We'll talk about your favorite team. We'll talk about your least favorite team and everybody in between. And we're having a ton of fun doing it every single day, Monday through Thursday. It's What Chaos, presented by All City Network. Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks post-game podcast. God damn, that feels good to say. Hawks win 2-1. to one. That feels good to say. And overtime over the St. Louis Blues. That feels good to say. It is a feel-good night here at CHGO Sports. I'm Jay Zawoski with Greg Boyson. Well, it's a feel-good night in here. Let's, uh, let's be specific. Yeah, Studio <laughs> A is a little... Uh, yeah. yeah. They're a little ouchy <laughs> yeah, right now. Uh, but hey... Cares about the Cubs. It's Blackhawks season. It is. It's hockey season. It is here. And boy, what a what a fun night uh, to be back at the UC. I hope everyone enjoyed uh, either being at the game or watching the game at home. Before we get started, let's get in the habit of smashing that like button right away. Make sure you are uh, subscribed to our YouTube page as well. Podcast listeners, we thank you for listening after the show uh, goes live. Remember, you can always watch us on YouTube, youtube.com slash chgo sports. Um, even when the show is over live, it still lives there on YouTube. But if you're a podcast listener, that's mostly what I am, to be fair. Uh, make sure you uh, subscribe and make sure you leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. So let's start where everybody wants us to start. This is the first time Connor Bedard uh, stepped on the United Center ice in any sort of competitive game. And we were talking about it right before the show started, and I asked the room, Stephen and Greg, am I wrong to say Connor Bedard was the best player on the ice, and and he was. He was absolutely everything that we thought he would be. He did not score a goal, but he had he assisted on both yep. uh, Hawks goals tonight, and was just. It's just a matter of time. Yeah, he had the two assists. The first assist on the Kurashev goal was off a rebound from his shot, but he drove harder than that. But the puck on that rebound bounced off Kurashev showed off showed off some. Silky mitts, as the kids say, to lift that puck yes, over. He did. Good for him. Um, we're, we got the expectations have grown for Philip Kershev, and so far he's answered the bell. The game-winning goal in overtime. I mean, that pass to Anthony Sioux, just—it's beautiful. I, I'm sure people saw the pass he made to Taylor Hall in the scrimmage this yeah. week. The little backhand saucer pass, very similar. And what I, what I so this is my first time seeing Bedard play live in a game that matters. And, well, it doesn't matter, but you know what I mean. In like an actual competitive game. And don't short sell him defensively. Now, I'm not, he's not Patrice Bergeron. He's not, not Andre yet. Kopitar. He's not Pavel Dotsuit. Not yet. But Willing broke up a pair of good scoring chances for the Blues with back checks, stick yes. lifts, finished a check. Um, he is engaged. He is involved. He is a center. It was weird seeing a smaller player with a large number mm-hmm. that ends in eight get 
so active in the defensive zone. Yes. I had to do a double take a few times because I'm so used to seeing another smallish player with a big number that ends in eight that has had no interest in playing defense for a long time. Connor Bernard plays all the phases of the game. Yeah. He's out there. He is, his head is up at all times. You could tell he wants to be a two-way center. Obviously, he's drafted number one overall because of what he could do with the puck in the offensive zone. But a couple of really great plays that that stick lift uh, in the first period probably saved a goal because the puck was and coming. And was from it not Pavel Buchnevich who he did it to? Like a legit NHL, one of the few legit NHLers. I think Blues it was. I, I didn't get the number when it happened. I was too busy writing it down. Yeah. Um, but you know, he back checks. He makes sure he gets back defensively. He's aware of what's going on around him. He's not just okay, I didn't get my shot in the offensive zone, so now I'm just going to take my time getting back on defense. No, he's prioritizing playing defense. Uh, those little things that we didn't really – we don't see in training camp, we don't see in scrimmages, the things he does when he doesn't have the puck were very impressive tonight. No doubt. Uh, more on Bedard here in a second, uh, but here's his line. Uh, two assists plus two. He won 62.5% of his faceoffs. Uh, led the team, him and Wyatt Kaiser actually both had five shots on goal. 21-42 of ice time that led all forwards for the Hawks. It also was second on the team in total ice time behind only, you guessed it, Seth Jones, who played 25-12 of this game. Uh, okay, a couple things you should know about that we're doing a little bit differently this year, and we're still kind of finalizing how we're going to do regular season things. But as you're, if you're on the YouTube now, you see we've got a poll up right now where you get to vote on the fourth star of the night. The three stars of the game were, as I call up my thing here, hello. <laughs> I'm so, it's preseason for all of us, damn it. Where did it go? I think number three was Kurashev. I think number two was Bedard. Yes, number three was Kurashev. Number two is Bedard. Number one was Andreas Athanasiu, who had the game winner. So, the options we gave you for fourth star of the night, Drew Camesso, more on him later, Corey Perry, our Pudwack, and Kevin Korczynski, who also had a very solid game, assist plus one. He had three shots on goal, 21-10 of ice time for him. Um, so there's a, a lot to get to in this one, but the, we're sort of letting you vote on the four stars. Also, before every game this year, we're going to do our, we're calling it Who's Your Hawk? where it's our version of pick to click where we each pick a guy and we've got a scoring system designed and after each game we'll run the numbers and say who won and at the end of the year um the winner will get dinner or something on the other two of us and so right. far greg boyson is one and oh we had to we we <laughs> came up with a really intensive tiebreaker system in the press box because uh as we were like midway through the second period, we realized we all had zero points. Yes. So what are we going to do? Uh, and then we came up with the tiebreaker system. A good thing. More on that later, because Mario and I finished tied thanks to our super scientific point system. <laughs> so we had to break out the tiebreaker, uh, but it should be a lot of fun. Kind of bringing a fantasy hockey element to, to our, uh, to our broadcast. And, Letting you guys vote for the fourth star of the game as opposed to just us bringing it on. We'll have that every game, so it should be a lot of fun. And we're going to have uh, some sort of uh, wearable trophy 
uh, for yes. the regular season. <laughs> we'll, we'll be, we got to be, we got to remember who's checking that in their luggage uh, to Pittsburgh. Oh, that's a good question. We got to get it by then. We got to have yeah. Charlie, the bacon guy, send it to us uh, in time for the trip. But we will be in Pittsburgh. We confirmed yes. that today. Uh, Pittsburgh only, no Boston, but happy to be there for Connor Bedard's official yes. NHL debut in Pittsburgh. Yes, we'll be we'll be broadcasting live from Pittsburgh after the uh, regular season opener, and then the next night we'll be back here for the Boston post game slow show, which might be a little bit of a sleepy post game. That's show. all right. We'll get through. We're we'll gonna get, get the through. caffeine for that one because that's gonna be a long couple of days, but totally worth it. Uh, updating your vote for the four star of the night so far: Kevin Korchinski in the lead with fifty seven percent of the vote, Drew Camesso with twenty six. And Corey Perry was 17. We're going to spend a lot of time talking about the kids in this game because, frankly, a lot of the kids were the best Hawks on the ice. But welcome to Chicago, Corey Perry. I <laughs> you told you. You nailed I it, I told you all it was going to take three shifts for Blackhawk fans to love Corey Perry. And what the F happened tonight? I don't think it took that long, <laughs> quite Mar- frankly. Martin Miziak gets a, a cheap shot from some pudwack named Skinner on the Blues. Uh, high hit to the face. Goes down right away. Corey Perry jumps on Skinner, wails away on him a little bit, and gets a standing ovation. I told you. It wasn't even Connor Bedard that he went to the rescue no. for. This is exactly what he brings. And there were like a smattering of booze in the pregame skate. There was one guy. One who, guy the first time, first time Perry uh, touches the puck. Boo! <laughs> like, it's a real quick. <laughs> and then five minutes later, he's cheering. It It was the loudest pop of the night aside Outside from the of, game-winning goal. Yeah, It was fantastic. I... <laughs> I may I remember when I in this summer when I said wouldn't it be great out of jest yes. if the Blackhawks signed and as soon as they did I was like I freaking love this <laughs> I love every second of it I hope he gets the A for the whole season yeah I really do uh, I kind of want them to name him captain just to just watch Blackhawks fans oh my god heads explode I don't know if I'm, I don't, I'm not there yet <laughs> I love everything about Corey Perry I can't believe I'm saying these things but if he's doing that in a preseason game just wait yeah just wait he's gonna be the most popular guy on the team not named Connor Bedard yeah our first super chat of the Connor Bedard era is about Corey Perry actually yes. I missed Hawkins from uh, McBaconator Young guys are fun to watch, but I need a Perry as our part whack shirt. Please make that happen. I love that idea. I, the, the, Can't use his name. The worry about the worry about the, the, we don't want him to take it wrong. We, yeah, we don't want him <laughs> punching us. Right, right. Because we have to actually see him every day. <laughs> yes, and exactly. talk to him. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. I would love he's our Pudwack. Hashtag he's our Pudwack. Yeah. Uh, we couldn't use his name if we wanted to, uh, but. Maybe, maybe we get our friends at Obvious Shirts involved in that one. Seems easy enough to produce. Because then you can get mad at those guys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Pass the buck. Hey, you know what, though? If anyone takes pride in the way he plays, it's Corey Perry. And uh, someone in the chat said he's A.J. Perzinski. And that's a that's a that's actually that's a, a really comp. good comparison because yeah. it's a guy you absolutely but I, loathe. But I actually like Corey Perry now. I never liked AJ. Perzinski. Well, but if he was on your team, you'd probably like him a little yeah, better. Probably. That's all I'm saying. Him I, getting punched in the face was one of my favorite moments of yeah, all time. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so anyway, a lot of fun today. So um, let's get back to some of the kids in this game. And we talked about Kevin Korchinski, who's currently leading our four star vote. And boy, you want to talk about? I thought early in the game. Looked a little nervous. 
a little tentative with the puck. Uh, but then as the game went on and he got in the flow, man, he was activating over yeah. and over again. And there was a point in the third period where takes the puck deep, gets behind the Blues net, and then I, I kind of took my eye off of him for a second because I was looking to see who was available for a pass, right? So somehow the puck makes its way out to center ice. And I look back, and Korchinski is racing from behind the Blues goal back to center ice to retrieve the puck again, putting his speed on display, putting his awareness on display. couple of episodes where he pinched in. There's one where he... He got in uh, deep in the zone and like from along the blue line, took a shot, hit the blues goalie right in the mask. Yep. Like he is aggressive. He is confident. Uh, I think a lot of the young guys played well defensively. Uh, I'm going to write about that in our Hawks hits, which are coming up after the game here. Um, but Korchinski was played. I don't want to say flawless. Of course, there's those moments there, but like no one played flawless. The first preseason game. He didn't look out of place. No. We didn't think he looked out of place last preseason either. Um, I think it's fairly obvious he's going to be in Pittsburgh with us for opening night and playing. I believe so. Yes. Um, That'd be a shock if he's not. I know a lot of people are, are, are talking about Wyatt Kaiser, who overall had a good game. Yeah. But there were some iffy moments. Uh, we talked about it the other day uh, when Mario brought up Derek King's quote about sometimes you got to get the junior out of these Absolutely. guys. Absolutely, there are about two or three times he tried to make passes that he would get away with in college. You ain't getting away with, and you not getting away with those in a, in a preseason game. You're no. definitely a couple of no look soft passes to the middle of the ice that were picked off. Mm-hmm. Those are coachable. Those are the those are the video moments. Those are where you sit them down and say, "All right, instead of doing this next time, just get it up the boards, make the safe play. Yes, look for your listen, look for your defensive partner. Maybe there wasn't a lot of communication on those plays, so that's a team teaching moment where you say, "Hey, if you see your guy and you you know you got to communicate. Yes, uh, it, you know you it wasn't a half." Empty arena tonight, so the communication shouldn't have been an issue. Um, <laughs> you could hear, she, yeah. I could hear the guys on the ice. So those are coachable moments. Those are things that, yes, they were mistakes, but this is when you make those mistakes. Yes. Sit down and video tomorrow. I'm sure Luke's going to pull those out and say, okay, instead of what you did there, you see, you know, you've got help along the boards or just put it back behind your blue line, let your partner pick it up, start over. There's safer plays to make, and he'll make those plays. Yeah, and Luke said early in camp, like, with young defensemen, it's easier to teach them to pull back than it is to teach them to be aggressive, right? The aggressiveness you can you can kind of coach and say, hey, like, next time, take a look or wait a tick or be more sure of the player making, whereas instead of saying, you know, to someone who's maybe a little more hesitant to play that way, hey, go take a chance, it's easier to pull guys back than to push them forward. So I don't have a huge issue with it. Like Kaiser, there were a few plays where I'm like, dude, like Derek King says, you got to coach a junior out of him where he had the puck, had an opportunity to clear and then tried to make an extra move or stick handle to try to get himself in better position to get the puck out or maybe start a rush. But sometimes you're in your own zone Live to fight another day. You're going to get your chance. And I think the two times that Kaiser did that very obviously, they both led to turnovers, not goals or anything like that. Um, but again, these are coachable things. And I guarantee you, 
Luke Richardson already has those videos queued up for Wyatt Kaiser tomorrow. Yeah. And yeah, maybe, you know, I still think he starts the year in Rockford. Um, you know, Vlasic looked good out there tonight. Yes. I know Korczynski and Allen and, and Kaiser are going to get the spotlight because they're the new toys. Yeah. Vlasic looked very good out there. Vlasic is just so steady. Right. You and don't he, notice them half the time, that, and that's exactly what you want out of your defenseman. Exactly. You only notice them, like they're like offensive linemen in football. You only notice them when they do something really great or really bad. So, Vlasic, not even, <laughs> everything. A hit, two shots, uh, 17.32 of ice time. Interesting that he had the lowest ice time of any Hawks defenders. Now, some special teams in there didn't get any power play time, as I think I don't pretty think, much I don't every think other. was out there in overtime at all. Yeah. Classic was out there in four and four, though. Yeah. There were, I don't know if it was, you know, just because of the, it was his turn in the, in the rotation or what, but um, I still think Kaiser starts the year in Rockford. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. I think, you know, Vlasic makes, is making the team. Korchinski is there. So it's interesting. Do you, do you bring Kaiser up to maybe sit every other game because you got to play Zaitsev and Tenorti? You don't have to play either of them. You don't have to, but you're probably going to. Um, I, I have no loyalty towards right. Zaitsev is it? At all. Is it? Here's my thing about Kaiser. Is it more? Is it more beneficial to him to start the year for him to play 21 minutes in Rockford every night, or play 12 minutes in Chicago and sit every third game? You're right. Selfishly, I want him here. Right. Um, but you're right, and I think. Because of the Korchinski CHL deal, Rockford's not an option for those that are joining us for the first time this offseason. He either goes back to Seattle or stays in Chicago. There's no Rockford for Korchinski. Um, so I think because of that, he's definitely going to start the season here. Um, so, yeah, I think as unfair as it might be, Kaiser is probably the odd man out to start the season unless they wave Zaitsev or I don't know. I don't know. I think a lot of things can happen. I would say this. All things being equal, let's say Rockford was an option for Korchinski. I think it would be Vlasic and Kaiser. Probably. With Korchinski starting if, in Rockford. If Rockford was an option for Korchinski, there's very little doubt he'd be there. Yeah, and I, it's not to say, uh, and, and sorry, the chat's coming fast and furious. Um, somebody said that Kaiser looked better than Korchinski tonight, and it wasn't a knock on Korchinski. I agree with that. I agree with that, but I, I just think that because of the way things are, yeah, I think Greg's right. I think that Kaiser probably will start in Rockford, but I don't think it's going to be long. No. I mean, there's going to be injuries. Yeah. You know, Jared Tenorti is going to use his face to kill a man again after <laughs> miss a month. Uh, it's going to happen. He'll be here. And just a, a shout-out, we've got over 450 people Damn. watching on a Thursday of a pregame show. Postgame. The a post-game show of a preseason game. Too <laughs> yes, many P's in that. Uh, amazing stuff. But why do we only have 150 likes? Yeah. There's 450 people watching. Let's crank up those likes. We got a bunch of Super Chats to get to here. We appreciate all of them. Uh, well, we'll go start with the big dog. Nate, $50. Woo! Episode four, A New Hope. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much, Nate, for your uh, generosity there. And, and a Star Wars reference. You know, the yeah, guy wearing the Star points. Wars shirt exactly. uh, appreciates that. Uh, this this uh, shirt, all my Roosevelt's, they have names. They have unique names. This, if you can't really see it, it's a shirt of like 
the drawing boards for like some of the evil characters. Yeah. The shirt's called Building an Empire. I thought that was an appropriate shirt to wear on Connor Bernard. Damn right it is. <laughs> Love that. Uh, we also got some other super chats. $2 from our guy, Windy City Hockey. Our Pudwack did what he's getting paid for. You're <laughs> damn right he is. Uh, $2 from Kerry Franklin. Marcel, Marcel, very impressive game. Yes, uh, I like. I think he's going to be very effective for the Ice Hogs. You picked. He Marcel, was my Marcel yes, that our, was my guy. He was your hawk tonight. He was all right. He was noticeable. Yeah, uh, big guy that can play. He's got some skill, and he's not afraid to just bulldoze you over. Three I, shot, uh, shot on goal, three hits, fifty percent at the dot, nine forty-five of ice time. If he gets to be an all regular NHL, he's going to be one of the most popular players. Oh right? man, his personality, and his personality is, is great too. Yes, yeah, he's going to be a fan favorite. Yeah, uh, our guy Alan K, five bucks. See you guys in Pitt. We'll be in town Sunday game night. We'll have the best coffee shops report for you. That we need. Yes. Well, Bre we need breakfast and coffee. We need to figure out a uh, production meeting on the air here. Something between the morning skate and the game to meet up with some people that are out there. Yeah. We should maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And do I buy a Mario Lemieux jersey? I get a Yarmar Yager jersey. Okay. Fine. That's fine. We'll, we'll talk about it on the uh, plane. Yeah. Did we have uh, one more super chat there? I thought maybe. Yes. Yeah. yeah one more. Uh, Brandon Sakura. Where you guys see Nolan Allen development path. Uh, I think he's a Rockford guy to start the year, but promising. Um, yeah. Luke Richardson did not rule out him making the team a couple days ago, which I love from him. It's just him, a numbers game for yeah, him. It is. Like, yeah. if this was last year, and but he was at this point of his development, he might have had a better chance to play up here. A year in Rockford with, with Del Mastro is going to be great for both of those guys. But we may see him at some point. Um, I'd be surprised if we don't, yeah, quite frankly. It's a long season. You know, I bet you he makes his NHL debut at some point this year. Uh, but uh, basically playing most of the season in the AHL and hopefully getting a deep AHL playoff run will, will do wonders for him. Definitely. Um, all right, we're going to take our first break of the show, but stick with us. We're going to be back here in a moment. Make sure you smash that like button, and we're going to tell you about our friends at Sunnyside Cannabis Dispensary. You're feeling good, you're home, you are uh, got back from the UC or you're, uh, you just fit, turned off the game, kick back, light one up, chew one down, <laughs> whatever you want to do. Sunnyside is your home for judgment-free cannabis when, shopping. When did I walk into a Cypress Hill song? <laughs> a place where all kinds of visitors are welcome to explore, discover, and purchase a wide array of high-quality products. And I like to remind people now and again that, you know, even though cannabis is legal, the process of going in to buy some can be a little bit intimidating. Maybe you've never been in a dispensary before or you don't want to go in there and sound like you don't know what you're talking about. Look, I've been into several dispensaries and I had the same feeling too because before it was legal, it was like whatever someone had with them. <laughs> I didn't know what it was. It was fine. Is this a friend? Someone I trust? They got it? Great, let's go. Sometimes you didn't even know who they were. Exactly. Now you can a la carte your experience from I just need to sleep or I have social anxiety or... I want to have a great time tonight. Whatever you're looking for, Sunnyside has the people there to help you elevate your life and your football season. It's Illinois' favorite dispensary with good reason, and I'm going to recommend to you two of my favorite brands. Number one, the Mindy's edibles are just absolutely incredible. Uh, the black cherry edibles are just to eat one of those, and you are good to go for the rest of the night. And uh, the good news, uh, counting sheep are an absolute lifesaver for me. I've never... Since the day I was born, I've never been a good sleeper. 
and I've had trouble sleeping through the night. And now on this show with our schedules as they are, where we're at practice in the morning or we're late at night at a game, it's all over the place. So sleep is even more elusive than it's been before. Those counting sheep gummies are absolutely lifesavers. But other great brands, Cresco, High Supply, and more. Through October 15th, head to sunnyside.shop and use code CHGO25 at checkout for 25% off your total order, one use per customer. This is not stackable with other promotions, but it's not only for new customers. Anyone can use that code. Pick up everything you need to elevate your football season. Must be 21 plus or an Illinois MedCard holder. Uh, what's perfect after a victory doobie, as somebody in the chat just said? <laughs> How about some victory bacon? I mean, oh, hell yes. I mean, pot and bacon, like peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> they Nat- go together. Natural allies. Yep. Uh, and now I get the pleasure of telling you about our guy, Charlie, the bacon guy, who's based out of Woodridge, Illinois, and makes craft bacon and bacon jams in over 30 flavors. This pro- product is always all natural, no fancy preservatives. Go ahead and order lots of bacon. Amazing stuff. It's vacuum sealed and freezes great. Bacon will last in its package to up to 45 days in the fridge and six months in the freezer. The bacon jam lasts about 60 days in the fridge, usually only about 20 seconds in my house, and up to six months in the freezer. If you don't know what bacon jam is, it's basically like the most amazing thing in the world. It's yes. It's like high-quality bacon bits, but like, Mashed together in a spreadable yeah. form yeah. with different flavors. Yes. I'm getting aroused just talking about it. We That's cleaned our fridge this. today. As I was telling you at the game, we found some bacon jam. We're like, oh, no. I uh, had to polish this off. Yeah. <laughs> Charlie made me a special order of shawarma flavored bacon. Ooh, hell yeah. And uh, we had it the other night. We cooked it up and we just put it in pitas with tzatziki sauce. So it was like baking oh. heroes. They were phenomenal some of the other great flavors he has that we enjoy the maple pepper the french toast chorizo jardinera (laughs) there's the ranch bacon and the rosemary bacon is one of my favorite the rosemary bacon in a blt sandwich without the l or the t is phenomenal uh bacon jam goes perfectly on anything in scrambled eggs toast crackers burgers grilled cheese or charlie's favorite the spoon he will deliver you deliver it right to you meet you halfway or even ship it you will get your bacon on time. So you can f- follow Charlie the Bacon Guy and contact him on Instagram at Charlie the Bacon Guy. On Twitter, we don't call it X around here, at CZ the Bacon Guy. Or you can email Charlie the Bacon Guy at Gmail. And there's a website coming soon. And Charlie's going to be the guy that gives us our uh, Who's Your Hawk wearable trophy that we're going yes, to is. decorate accordingly. So thank you, Charlie. For not only being our sponsor, being our bacon guy, but being our friend. All right, let's update the four-star voting. If you want to get your vote in, do it soon. Once Mario's here, we're going to reveal it. Uh, our four-star of the night nominee is Drew Camesso, Corey Perry, Kevin Korchinski. Korchinski leading with 54% of the vote. Corey Pudwack with 20% and Drew Camesso with 26%. Let's talk about Camesso a little bit. I voted for him for the four-star. Uh, so did I. And let's in one goal, but... Not his fault. That was a that was a goal by a legit NHL player in, in Robert Thomas, and that shot would have beat eighty five percent of the goalies in the league. You can't get mad at him for that. To see a guy come in ice cold uh, halfway through the game, after the period had begun, and just be ready to go uh, was impressive. And look, I think we qualify all these things by saying it's a preseason game. 
level of competition, qualifier, 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 right? Of course. But the thing that I've always liked about Camesso from watching him in development camp and checking some of his uh, BU games is he's just very calm. He is not a noisy goaltender. Very little wasted movement in the crease. Yes, and I, 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 Crawfordish. I, I was gonna say that, and I, I feel like we say the same thing about Drew Kama- or um, Arvid Soderblom yeah. a little bit, but in a different way. Soderblom physically looks like Corey Crawford, yeah, right, like the way, and it also has to do with his goaltending style, but with the poise of Camesso, and for a guy on the NHL ice for the first time to be confident enough to throw a couple poke checks and to make some pad saves and blocker saves and like be ready for that rebound. Uh, the first real test of that he had in the game, uh, uh, Pavel Buchnevich had a, a, a shot right in the slot, big booming shot right off the pad. Like he was ready. He was square in that position. Like I know they talk a lot about oh, Drew Camesso. He's not, not your ideal size for a goalie, but guess what? If the dude's positioning is sound and his flexibility is sound, which we know he's been heavenly into yoga, especially this off season, he's ready to go. Like he, he, I, I, I've just been really impressed with this poise. I don't know if we're going to, how much of him we'll see this year um, at the NHL level. Yeah, but he's going to, yeah, he, and he'll be carrying the load for Rockford. And, and maybe as soon as next year, he's ready to make the jump to the NHL. Yeah. And then you see how, how Sauter bloom pans out this year and, you got a pretty solid one-two tandem. You do, and uh, the, his best save of the night came. Uh, he moved from his right to left quickly to stop a one-timer from uh, Zachary Bulduck uh, in the in the uh, was that the third period? Yes, that was in the third period, or no? Yes, third period. Mm-hmm. I get. I can't remember anything. Um, so that was that was a great save. He made sixteen saves on on seventeen shots. You know, Peter Mrazek only faced eight shots. For his half of the game, and he uh, uh, to be fair, he looked good too. Yeah, he was. They didn't miss the net a bunch of times. <laughs> they did. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny how that worked. They missed the net on Mrazek, but they went right at Camesso, and that might have something to do with like, hey, we got a veteran, we got to try something a little different here. Maybe the report on Mrazek is shoot high, that's why they were missing. And where Camesso, they're just like, just get it on net. He's yeah. a rookie. Yeah, let's bombard him. Um, you don't have to try for a perfect shot. Uh, maybe, but uh, he was very good. I liked what I saw out of him. You know, I don't know if we'll see him in the NHL. We well, you never know. We had uh, five. We had Dylan Wells start for the Blackhawks last year, so <laughs> you never know. You 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 gotta assume there's gonna be a need for a call up at some point with Peter Mrazek's recent injury history. It's a long season. I wonder if Camesso gets that first call up, or do they give it to Stauber? Who's technically the number two in Rockford, but he's done it before. That's what I would do. Yeah, let, just let Stauber Camesso, was phenomenal in the AHL. Sure, don't look at his AHL numbers, but he was phenomenal. Yeah, he he in played the really NHL. well when he got up here. Yeah, so maybe they give it to him because a he's been there, and that doesn't take away any development time from Camezzo. Yeah, just like Camezzo carried the load. Maybe and maybe you give Camezzo a start or two at the end of the year. Yeah, as a reward to say, hey, you played really good this year. Come up. Spend a week in the NHL, eat NHL meals, get off right. the bus for a week. Yeah, exactly. Get a couple of games, and then we'll send you back down for the playoffs. Uh, one more thing I want to make sure we get to here before uh, Mario joins us from the UC, and he'll do that momentarily. A couple of people in the comments sort of talking about how some of the veterans looked. Like uh, Hagley, Hagley, sorry, says uh, that uh, Taylor Hall looked a bit off the pace. 
uh, will bounce back in the game he's hoping. Uh, and I saw someone say didn't see much from Nick Felino. These guys are longtime NHL players. Yeah. They're treating the preseason differently from the kids. These kids are trying to make this team. They're trying to make an impression. Luke Richardson knows what he has in Taylor Hall and Corey Perry and Nick Felino and Connor Murphy. Seth Jones, who had a real rough start but solidified as the game went on. Like, these guys are just working themselves in the game shape. They're getting their conditioning up. And remember, Taylor Hall missed a few days of camp this week, too, so he's working himself back as well. So I wouldn't worry too much about the vets here. These guys have their own pace of getting back into NHL play. And, look, I don't, I really don't want to see Taylor Hall throwing his body all over the place uh, to block a shot in a preseason Taylor game. Hall is probably spending most of his night out there taking mental notes. This is right. his first time playing with Connor Bedard in preseason games. He's out there just probably trying to figure out the best way for him to get on the attack when Bedard has the puck. Not worried about Taylor Hall. Not worried about Nick Foligno. Nick Foligno, after that uh, Mysiak play where Perry, uh, you know, won over the hearts of Blackhawk fans, <laughs> the physicality picked up. And Foligno was dishing out some hits. Yes, he was. Nick Felino was doing what Nick Felino does. He's not going to show up on the score sheet nah, a lot of nights. Look, he's going to have 30, 35 points this year. Maybe. Yeah. He's not here for points. Correct. He's here to be a physical player, and he's here for what he brings off the ice. Just listen to either of the two post-practice scrums he's had this week. That's what he's here for. Yeah. So I'm not worried about either of those guys. Um, as you said, the vets, I think the veterans for these games are like, okay, I'm going to get my game legs going and I'm going to try and not get injured. Correct. I'm getting out of here healthy and got my cardio up. Those are the two things they're, they're trying to do yeah. in the preseason. So I wouldn't worry too much about that. This preseason is to kind of get our, our first taste of counter Bedard. And it mm -hmm. was a wonderful taste. Um, it's you like know, bacon. It, and then it's also to get these young kids acclimated and we gotta we gotta dish out some roster spots. The veteran that kind of didn't do a whole lot tonight that is fighting for a roster spot, Reese Johnson. I would wanted to see more from him. Yeah, that's a guy that's had a pretty wide open net and just missed too. Yeah, I mean so, you're not counting him to score, but you know what I mean. No, yeah, he looks now that he looks slow, like well, struggling to keep up with the plays and like the, the 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 that's that's the thing overall. I made, I made the mention it earlier, but then we got so excited about Connor Bedard. It's probably going to happen a lot this year. <laughs> um, the overall team speed has improved so much. Oh yeah, it's noticeable right off the belt. You know, right off the bat, you're like, oh my god, this team is really fast. Where last year they had trouble keeping up with fast teams. So. Yeah, Reese Johnson's going to look a lot slower on this year's Hawks compared to last year's Hawks, but I wanted to see him do something that made you go, okay, you can't keep him off the roster. Because he brings the physicality, but now that you have Felino and you have Tenority, what, do you, yeah, what does he nah, do? And it's not like he's... Like, he's a he's a enforcer by default because he doesn't have the skill to do anything else. Right. It's not like he's a a guy who strikes fear in the hearts of opponents. He's just the most willing to drop the gloves. So we'll see what happens. Colin Blackwell has not skated yet. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see. I'm assuming Saturday night, Minnesota, we'll see Mackenzie Entwistle. I think that last roster spot is going to come down to Mackenzie Entwistle, Boris Kachuk, and Reese Johnson. 
So we're going to see Kachuk and Entwistle this weekend. Let's see what they want to do. Um, though one of those three guys has to take that spot. And I'm not going to lie to you. I'm rooting for McKenzie Entwistle. Me too. Because I, I really like McKenzie And I also think if you're looking at NHL futures, that's the guy who's probably got... I mean, I guess Kachuk had a really nice finish to the year last year and has shown a little bit of offense. Well, but, but which Kachuk is the real Kachuk? That guy we saw for the last six weeks or the guy we saw for the first four months? And it's also what you always say about building a team or building a, building team, a team, not, not a roster. Filling a roster. Not filling a yeah. roster, yeah. And you're going to need a McKenzie Whistle more than you're going to need a Boris Kachuk. Um, and people in the chat talking about how fast the team looks. Um yeah. They do, and just wait until Frank Nazar and Oliver Moore arrive. <laughs> and we should talk about the goal scorers in this game. Uh, that line of Reichel, Kurashev, and Athanasiu. Um, Reichel had a moment or two that really stood out. Um, one where he blew past a Blues defender, cut around, drove to the net, had a nice scoring chance. Um, Athanasiu, obviously, with the overtime winner. Philip Kurashev with the first goal of the game. I really think that line is going to do well. I, I saw a couple people who were a little like didn't think they saw enough from Reichel. I, I don't know. I thought he was fine. I mean, not you know, you're not going to make a huge impact in every game you're in. But Reichel uh, finished the game with with only one shot on goal. More concerning for me is the, the face off percentage. He only won fourteen point three percent of his face offs. Uh, we don't have like the full game summary anymore for whatever reason. NHL.com took that away. It's probably just maybe because of preseason. I hope so. Um, but usually we can see like every face off taken, and I could tell you what his you know wins and losses right. was, but I'm not seeing that. Uh, I as guess of right they now. don't tr track that because they don't even have blocked shots as a stat on right. the, in the box score. So I'm thinking they probably only had the bare minimum as far as NHL officials in the booth to uh, you know score. Right. So hopefully um, they'll because they didn't even have. Usually they'll print out the uh, game summary or event summary page in the press box and you can grab it, but they didn't even have that. Yeah, so there was think, nothing. I don't think they're doing it in the in the uh, preseason. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of uh, Ryan Donato in this one? Shoot! <laughs> yeah. Shoot! Yeah, please. There were a lot of time. There were three or four times, including late in the third period of a tie game, that he's in close, but instead of trying to maybe go short side on an ECHL goalie. He takes the puck around the net and is looking the pass. Otherwise he was fine. It wasn't great. Wasn't awful, but I'm thinking he maybe fell in love with like, I've got Taylor Hall and Connor Bedard on my line. I got to pass. Yeah. If the shots there, take it, my guy. Yes. Take it. He reminded me of Max Domi. How many times early last year did we were yelling at Max Domi to shoot the freaking puck? Often. And then eventually <laughs> he figured it out. Hey, I got a good shot. I should probably use it more often. Let uh, them get a nice contract in Toronto. Mario standing by, according to Natural Stat Trick, I don't know how accurate this is. Reichel 1 1, lost 5. Connor Bedard 1 6, lost 2. But that percentage of 75 for Bedard doesn't match up with what NHL.com had. So. It's preseason. He was six of eight at one point. Yeah. They showed it on TV. That was a third period, but he took a couple of face-offs in overtime. Yeah, so, so these these yeah. can't be complete. All right. Uh, before we get to Mario, uh, Greg's going to tell you about Ray. Yes, I am. Once I figure out which one of the Rays I am. It's the CDJR one. It is. All right. All the letters. I love the one with all the letters. 
I, I, it's preseason for us, too. Are you in the market for a new vehicle? Well, if you are, then we've got great news for you. Ray Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram in Fox Lake have just joined the CHGO team. They are hopped on the ride. They are catching Connor Bedard fever. At Ray Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram, you'll always be able to shop one of Chicagoland's largest inventories and find unforgettable savings. And right now, during Jeep Adventure Days at Ray Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram in Fox Lake, you'll be able to take up to 15% off MSRP on all new 2023 Jeep Gladiator models, Russell Crowe's favorite car. That's not all. Now, through September 30th, explore all new explore their newly renovated showroom and take advantage of breathtaking deals as they celebrate their grand reopening. So if you're in the market for a new vehicle, you have to check out the team at Ray Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram because they're the only team that we recommend. Visit them today on Route 12 in Fox Lake. For more information, you can visit the brand new showroom in Fox Lake or raycdjr.com today, serving the community since 1963. Speaking of hops... Goose Island. CHGO is supported, thank you, by Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's beer since 1988. It's Oktoberfest because it's September. I don't know. Explain that to me. You've got the whole beer hug family of beers, which are delicious, and they will make you feel buzzed nice and easy. My favorite, the 312 Wheat Ale and the Full Pocket Pills. That's the everyday beer, and that's what the Goose Island Brewers are drinking. Uh, I love the 312. I love the Green Line. Man, they got so much good stuff from Goose Island. You should get some. Grab an ultra-fresh brewery-exclusive beer at Goose Island's original brew house on Clybourne in Lincoln Park or from their tap room on Fulton Street in West Town. Get yourself some Goose Island to celebrate a Blackhawks win. Even if it's the preseason, you don't need a good reason to drink Goose. Get some Goose Island Beer Company beer, Chicago's Beer. Sorry, I had to laugh. We had a comment from Matt. Drive a Jeep. Much safer than the Toyota that exploded and killed and whistles family. <laughs> Good Lord. All right. Uh, we, have, uh, we might need to explain that because I'm sure we have some. Uh, we have a lot of news. For, I'm sure we do. <laughs> yes. We have over still, 400 still people over watching 400 us right people. now. And smash that like button, please. If you're in here, hit, hit the like button. Uh, but first game of last year we're in denver i know some of you know the story just forgive us Still a good story and we talked to mckenzie at whistle and he was talking about how some guys have families and being on the road is tough and he's like i don't have a family so for the entire year we ran with the fact that he was an orphan it's not actually an orphan he does have a family if you tweet about him his family will find you but it is our recurring joke that mckenzie at whistle is an orphan his family is alive and well right Nothing has happened, they but it's a, us on Twitter. it's a joke we will say and continue to say. And we even for the rest of his Mackenzie went whistle. Yes. He was on our show at the end of the year, and he was kind of like, "Oh, okay, that totally makes sense now." Because I was getting some weird comments, yes. about like my foster parents or something. So yes, we're the idiots that caused that to happen. All right, well, we've got some news before we bring in Mario, Nick Lardis, Martin Mishiak, and Alex Ferrand have been returned to their junior clubs. All right. Well, Martin Misiak is the guy that got Chicago Blackhawks fans to love Corey Perry. So he did his job. All right. And now he's back to junior. Without further ado, let's bring in the most handsome of the three of us. Mario Tirabasi is out at the United Center. That beard, Mario, that's what puts you over the top. Uh, uh, Scoops, uh, Scoops Zawaski over here. Yeah, I checked my email. 
<laughs> no, wow, nice. um, yeah hey that was uh that was quite the uh quite the preseason hockey game was it not i enjoyed it thoroughly it was the best uh preseason hockey game i've been to in quite a long time yeah yeah it was the, it was the the most recent one i've been to um look it was it, it was a good game as far as you know players that you wanted to see a little bit of like the good and what they need to work on like even Connor Bedard, as great as he played tonight, still holds himself to a standard that he said, I, I didn't play a good game. He had both primary assists. He played over 20 minutes. He created a, a number of offensive chances, and he was a plus at the faceoff dot. Like, from an outsider's perspective, I don't know how much more of a better preseason debut you could have asked for other than he scored every time he shot the puck. Um, but... Down down the line, Bedard, Korchinski, Wyatt Kaiser, uh, uh, Drew Camezzo in in his uh, his half of a game. Like all things that you know, good things you wanted to see, but also things that you can say like, hey, these guys can can work on these things. Lucas Reichel too, uh, you know, had had some positives and, and some things that you know he'll need to work on. It's what you want to come out of preseason game one with is you know positive things on tape, and then things that you can go back to look at the tape. And, and work on as the preseason goes on. So getting the overtime win was just a, a cherry on top. Love to send the Blues home uh, sad. So, yeah, it was for as scrambly and sloppy of a game as it was, it probably came out with as, as best of a result as the Blackhawks and, and Luke Richardson could have hoped for. Did you have any specific comments on uh, some of the play of the young defensemen? We started the show talking about, uh, you know, Wyatt Kaiser, Namely, uh, making a couple mm, extra moves here or there to make the perfect play that kind of backfired on him. Was he specific with any uh, analysis? Yeah, he talked both about Kaiser and, and Korchinski uh, after the game. He talked about, you know, on the positive side, how engaged they were offensively. Um, he t- pointed out Korchinski's skating ability and how that uh, helped create the, uh, the, the, the game's opening goal with uh, Philip Kurishev uh, being able to score on the, on the rebound of that play. But he pointed out Korchinski's skating ability, his offensive uh, instincts and, and being able to jump in. But also for both of those guys, he noted that, you know, the, the idea of having to, you know, make sure you get back and make sure you get back in, in, in positions when you, when you do that uh, is something that they'll, they'll, they'll have to, you know, keep working on and, and learn. And I think the biggest thing with guys like, like Kaiser and Korchinski is uh, just making sure that they're acclimated to the speed of the game. Um, not only can you create with your speed, but you're also going to have to uh, use that speed to make up for when, you know, maybe you're, you're, you're creating an offensive chance. We talked about it earlier this week about how, you know, the defensemen that they're going to have the green light to create offense when they see fit necessary. Um, so with that comes the, you know, need to get back on defense because you're creating a, a, a spot that needs to be filled when you do that. And a forward's going to do that. Now, if the forward can, can handle it, that's great, but they're all, they're not defensive. They're forwards. So they're, they're there as a placeholder. You have to get back and, and get back into your position and your assignment. So that's definitely something that those young guys, uh, and Richardson pointed out that they'll continue to need to work on. Um, but he came away with this game with, with you know, some things that they can already show in, in, in tape sessions and be able to, uh, to learn from. 
net positive though on the young defenseman, which is which is good to hear from Richardson in game one of the preseason. I find it really funny that Bedard thought he didn't have a good game. I, maybe it's just the me. the humble nature of. He's going to say that after every game. Yeah, I think no matter, you're right. He's going to he'll have a six point night on opening night and be like, "Yeah, well, I lost that one face off in the third <laughs> period, so I got to try harder next time." That's well, that's who he is. So our, our friends at HockeyStatCards.com using are these the blue lines? These are the blue lines people uh, using a number of metrics from. Uh, individual expected goals, expected goals for, expected goals against, etc. Come up with a composite game score for everybody after the game. Connor Bedard was the highest rated player for either team. His game score was 2.94. The next closest player was Philip Kurashev with a 1.99. So almost a full point better uh, than Philip Kurashev. Here are your top five players, six, seven, Top seven players in this game, Hawks and Blues. Bedard, Kurashev, Korchinski, Jones, Athanasiu, Allen, Taylor Hall. There's your top seven in this game. Suck it, St. Louis. <laughs> the only players with uh, negative game scores, Martin Misiak, Drew Camesso, but whatever, he gave up a goal on limited chances, and uh, Nick Foligno and Corey Perry. Okay. That's it. That's it. So the third line. The third line, which is your checking line, right? Which is out against the best competition most of the time. Yeah, but it's just that Connor Bedard was so far and above the best player in this game that even the numbers back it up. It, it, the eye test; these numbers confirm what the eye test showed all of us. And we were talking before the show, Mario, and I, I maybe I led you into it a little bit. But would you agree that he was the best player on the ice for either team? Sure looked like it. One hundred percent. Yeah, it's. I mean, we we come into this season with tons of expectations for him, and came into the, I came into this game thinking if he doesn't look like the best player on the ice, that's okay. I'm also right. going to be surprised because he's he's shown through, you know, the lead up to the draft and and, and you know looking at how he played in the prospect tournament. Look how he look how he played uh, so far at, at training camp. He has looked like everything that we're expecting him to be uh and he came into this game and was making defensive plays on top of all of the you know offensive creativity that that he brought he was uh luke richardson pointed out his his ability to play a 200 foot game which is what is going to allow him to stick as a center in this league like yeah he's not the tallest guy but he's built sturdy very sturdy um, and for all the offensive creativity that he has, it's, he's not Patrick Kane defensively. He's a guy that you can play at center who, you know, can play a 200 foot game. His skating ability allows him to do that. His, uh, energy level allows him to do that. Yeah. He's, he's 18. He's got all the energy in the world, but you know, Luke Richardson spoke about how he's calm on the bench and he's never out of breath and never wants to leave the ice. I mean, take advantage of that youthful exuberance as much as you can but he's going to be able to have that motor to to play a full 200 foot game and be responsible defensively he made a, a great play on colton pareko a guy who we have mentioned on this show before not having <laughs> the uh the answer for bedard but he stripped colton pareko a long time nhl defenseman uh of a puck and caught you know turned it into a, a breakaway chance that he wasn't able to convert but it was a chance nonetheless um, you know, he, he tied up the stick 
on uh, I don't remember who it was, probably the guy who was wearing Ryan Reeves' number, um, but prevented a uh, prevented a scoring chance that looked like you know it was going to be an open shot, tied up the stick, and and was able to make the defensive play there. So it's not just the things that show up on the highlight reel that you say, oh, he played well. It's also his defensive game, which I think as we go through the preseason and, and get into the regular season is going to be something that is going to come to be part of the spotlight for his game. All the highlight reel goals, all the highlight reel stick moves and, and, and passes and everything that he that he does is, is great. Um, but having the defensive awareness that he does and, and the ability to you know defend and, and be responsible with his defensive assignments is just a cherry on top. It's what I love about him is he is so like I don't know if it, if, if it's his attempt to stay humble. Um, it's like he's hell bent on being a complete player. Where we've seen skilled players come into the league before as they are and be like, hey man, it's not my game. My game's to score goals, my game's to set up passes. There's a guy here who's gonna have his number retired, he's gonna have a statue, he's gonna have it he's gonna be in the Hall of Fame, Patrick Kane, who came into the league and said, I'm Patrick Kane. You drafted me to be Patrick Kane, I'm gonna be Patrick Kane. And I'm gonna help you with all the offense and the piano will arrive when defense and it's fine. It worked out. It got the Hawks three Stanley Cups, got him a con Smythe, got him an MVP. Great. Putting him in the home of But Bedard has this burning desire to be the best. It's it's crazy. It's it's almost it's almost funny. Like, come on, dude. Like, oh, I gotta see if I make the team first. Like, come on, man. It's, but it's geez, like you somehow it's like you somehow smushed Jonathan Taze and Patrick Kane together. Yeah. You got the high dynamic skill that Kane had. Albeit different, like yeah, different. Uh, Connor Bedard is going to be a better goal scorer than Patrick Kane. I don't think there's a lot of debate about that with that shot. Kane probably a better playmaker, but right. we'll see. But he's got that. Not that Kane wasn't competitive. Patrick Kane's one of the most competitive players to ever play. But we, Jonathan Taves, is is drive and obsession to be the best player yes. was well stated so it's kind of like he's got that both in the one player to have a kid that's got that much natural ability but want to get better every day it's special and he's going to get better that's the scary thing that was one nhl preseason game imagine like what this is going to look like in three four years yeah. be scary good well we scary good uh, yeah I know we got a chance to hear from Connor Bedard after the game. Mario, anything we should know before we uh, play this video? Uh, oh, I, I didn't know you guys didn't play the video yet. Um, yeah, there was a uh, an, an unnamed member of the media with a snafu uh, yeah, right at the beginning of the video, but um, it's uh, it's it's okay. Well, we're we're all it's all preseason for everybody, but you know Bedard's uh, humility uh, definitely shines through. Um, you'll you'll hear it his his go-to line of, well, I still have to make the team. Uh, he made that, uh, that comment as well still, but, um, yeah, I mean, I, what I, I, I will say, we'll hear all his comments, but the takeaway that I appreciated was that he seems to be getting looser in the discussions with the media. Uh, it doesn't seem like he's sick of us yet, <laughs> uh, but he's going to, he's going to see our faces a lot, uh, in the, in the coming days and years. So, um, 
yeah, it's uh, it's five minutes, and it, it's actually it's it's very insightful to to the game and, and to himself as well. So yeah, let's 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 take a listen. All right. So how did it feel out there? Um, it was good. Um, it was a lot of fun to get out there. Uh, but really cool moment, kind of going on the ice for the first time. I see the anthem and, and everything, and um, it's a bit of a scrambly game, I thought. Not really much flow, but I think that's you know us getting into it. And, uh, yeah, personally, I think I got, got a lot better. Did anything surprise you? The speed, pace, any of that, or were you kind of expecting it to be? Um, I don't know. Surprise. Um, maybe just kind of. Obviously, that's but um, that's nothing that I've So uh, just kind of get used to it here. It's good. We have some more preseason. Walk us through that uh, that game winner or something. Yeah, I mean, I saw he was half his own behind the guy, and I was. 100% sure he was going to beat him, so uh, <laughs> he can fly, and uh, yeah, just kind of tried to lay one in there, and he made a really nice pass. So, yeah. Looked like in overtime you just avoided making eye contact with the bench a couple times to stay on. Did you just want to stay out there until it ended? Yeah, I like hockey, so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> want to be on the ice, try to circle the, the face off a little bit, um, but yeah, I mean, and for us to get the turnout we did from the fans is awesome. How did they feel in the race after? I thought I did pretty good. Um, yeah, it was obviously Thomas all the night, and um, he changed it up a lot, which kind of is something that i got to get used to. You know, he's going to do a lot of different things, kind of everyone in the league. They're, they're so smart and, and everything. But overall, I don't know what my percentage was, but um, it felt like I limited a decent amount. How do you play a lot of high? Did you watch anything around, like the video board or the fans or anything like that? Um, try not to. Sometimes I like those uh, like little car races on the Jumbo Tron. They, <laughs> they didn't have them today, but I get caught watching those a lot. But um, not too much today, just kind of focusing on the game. Connor, you played a lot of high-pressure games in junior. How does this one compare to those? Um, I don't know. I mean, I think pressure is, you know, something that is good. Um, if you if you have pressure on you, you're, you're in a good situation, and uh, that's kind of how I look at it. And I mean, it's a, it's a, it is a preseason game in the end. There's not a crazy amount of pressure, but um, like I said, it was good to play, and um, yeah, I think I got I got a lot better than that um, out of myself. You know, hopefully coming forward, but uh, it was a good start. What's your routine after the game? Um, yeah, stretch, get your body eat and stuff, and uh, yeah, just try to make yourself feel good. Obviously, it's uh, you know the games are tiring and uh, you're burning a lot of calories and everything, so just try to you know get your body feeling good when you're obviously the season season of the you know a lot of games and everything, so you're playing a lot, so just try to you know, take advantage when you can. I know it's just one game, but after a week of practice and everything, did you like pretty much overall with how everything went tonight? Um, like I said, I think I could be a lot better. Um, I didn't really think I, I personally played great. Um, you know, it's, it's really good to get the win, obviously preseason, but uh, nothing, nothing better than winning. But um, yeah, like I said, I, I felt good in the systems though, which was a good thing. Um, in the D zone, I thought I felt felt pretty good and, and comfortable and stuff. But yeah, like I said, I think I, I could do a lot better.
What was the personal in-person audience for you? I know your dad's been with you for, for a few days. Any other family? No, um, my dad was here. Um, kid I grew up playing with, his dad was down here for something, so he came and watched and, uh, with my dad. But yeah, it was good to have my dad here. Um, of course, he's, he's been here for a couple days. Obviously, wanted to watch this one, so fortunately, I was in the lineup tonight. But um, it was good that he was uh, he was able to see. I think he'll. He'll have maybe more goosebumps than anyone with having fancy is watching the game. How long is he going to be there? Like a couple more days. He's leaving uh, this weekend. So, um, yeah, it was, it was good, obviously, whenever family would come down and stuff. And uh, my mom and sister came for two, three days at the start. Um, kind of helped set everything up for me. I don't want to do that. But, um, yeah, it's always good when you can be with family. Last one for Connor. Um, I mean, of course, you want to you want to score, you want to, but I mean, I'm I'm confident in myself and, and my ability and everything, and um, you know, like for me, it's you know I can be hard on myself, but uh, to obviously getting chances is a good thing, and I think I had a few tonight, not as many as as I would have liked, but um, I think that's a positive. Whether it goes in there or not, obviously, in the end, uh, you want them to go on the net, and that's kind of what um, for me, what what I want to do is just be able to produce. But um, when you get those chances and looks, I think it's positive, and uh, just kind of. Try to erase the memory and uh, go out next year and try to create something. Did you get any any comments or text from Kane or Tanger today? So good luck. Not today. No, I mean, um, I got lots kind of throughout the summer after I was drafted and everything, and um, they've been they've been great with that, um, reaching out and everything. And, um, yeah, maybe come you know regular season uh, if I make the team. And, um, <laughs> but yeah, not nothing today. Thanks, Connor. Thanks, Connor. <laughs> I like that. Thanks, Connor. Okay, Steiny, calm down. Hey, when when you go uh, when you go one one question past the uh, last question warning, you get yeah. uh, you get you get a, a, a loud uh, Steinmiller. But um, yeah, just just so everyone knows, uh, there's there's no one has liver damage in 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 the well they in might. the room. The, <laughs> the I don't I don't know why the lighting changed uh, from the video on my phone uh, when I to when I sent it, but um, yeah. No, I mean, look, like you're, you, you, you hear it from him, how, you know, at the, at the end there, you know, yeah, if I make the team, like, dude, like, come on, man. I, I, I appreciate the commitment to the bit. If there's anyone who can appreciate a commitment <laughs> to a bit, it's this group of, you of do it every three year. guys here. But, um, but man, like, I cannot wait for October 10th so that bit can, can end and he can just be like, oh, yeah, I'm an NHL player. All right, Mario. Good work, man. Thanks for sending the video. Uh, one down, lots more to go. Hey, what was the uh, what was the final score on our uh, our fantasy hockey? Okay, game? Uh, who's uh, who's your hawk? Yeah, you're not gonna you're not gonna like the way this ended. <laughs> um, all right. I mean, I had the overtime winner. You did, but we we have our point system. It's a good thing we discussed that tiebreaker in the press box because it came down to the tiebreaker. Be the biggest blue line. So, well, I'd still win. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So anyway, here we each going to pick a player before each game, and then you get two points for every goal, one point for every assist. You get an extra point if either of those came on a special teams play, and an extra two points if your goal or assist came on the game-winning goal. So, Andreas, Anthony, see you, was Mario's pick. I had Connor Bedard. You had Marcel Marcel. What a brave pick for you. Um, hey, I had the second pick. Mario had first pick. He okay. was on to something. I picked it. I well, yeah, uh, you know, not just a hat rack up here, but <laughs> I I picked a fantasy before I knew I had the first pick. 
Jay oh, had okay. Jay had yet to spin the wheel of Jay in our chat group, but uh, I got. You. I, I said I, video I, proof, <laughs> and I got the last pick. Do not uh, besmirch namepicker.com. So, anywho, yeah. <laughs> based on our scoring, and Andreas Anthony two points for the goal, an extra two points for the game winner, four points. Connor Bedard had two assists, that's two points, but he gets an extra two points because the second assist came on the game winner. So they both had four points. Wait, you get an you get extra two points on an assist on the game winning goal. The bonus gets added to either a goal or an assist, no matter what. If it's on a goal, if it's on a game winner, those those were the rules we agreed upon before the game started. We could amend these before the regular season. But those are the rules we get we we agreed upon. Then we decided these. our tiebreaker is the combined number of plus minus shots on goal and hits. And we did block shots too, but block shots was not a category listed in the box score tonight for whatever reason. So yeah, so that so when we add those four those numbers together, Anthony C. U. had four shots, zero hits, and a plus one for five. Connor Connor Bedard had five shots, one hit, and was a plus two for eight. So in the tiebreaker, it's eight to five. I win. But it's only preseason, uh, so this doesn't go to the season standings. This is, We're washing okay. out the standings for the start of the regular season. Not confusing at all. We'll, we no, can work out the kicks. It's preseason for everything, including yeah. this new segment. All I know is I won. So, and then Jay, uh, I, w- I will say, though, Jay, for your pick, Marcel Marcel, he was pointed out by Luke Richardson as well after the game uh, as having a, a big impact. He was actually the, f- the first of the oh. non- Connor Wait, Bedard players. That's that nine bonus points in our scoring system. <laughs> I win. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Mario. Thanks, man. We'll see you uh, Saturday. Yep. See you Saturday. That is uh, Mario Tirabasi from the United Center. Follow him on Twitter at Mario underscore Tirabasi. Before we wrap up, we've got to tell you who the fourth star of the game was as voted by you, the chat people. The chat people. with 416 votes. That's, that's a, a uh, that's more votes than likes. Just saying, uh, number three. Well, I guess this would be number six star of the night <laughs> is Corey Perry with 19% of the vote. He should have got more votes. Number five star of the night is Drew Camesso with 28% of the he vote. Got more votes. And your number four star of the game as voted by you, our lovely listeners, Kevin Korchinski with 53% of the vote. Good vote. Uh, he, everyone, all those guys had reason to win it. Just to recap, Korchinski's night, an assist, a plus one, two penalty minutes, three shots on goal, 21.08 of ice time. So there you have lots it. Lots and lots of smooth skating. Absolutely right. All right, before we wrap up, speaking of smooth, you want a nice, clear picture for your sports viewing experience? FuboTV.com slash CHGO. Go there for 140 live channels of sports, shows, movies, and news. You can stream live TV from any device, watch the most Chicago sports for the lowest price, and start watching immediately with a free trial. FuboTV.com slash CHGO. There's no contract. There's no cable. There's no hassle. Just sign up and start watching. 1,000 hours of cloud DVR included at no extra charge, and watch your local teams while traveling. That is clutch. College football, Big Ten, NFL Network, Red Zone, all that great stuff is there for you at Fubo TV. Watch all your favorite college football and the NFL with Fubo. Go to FuboTV.com slash CHGO 
to sign up for 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. We do have some super chats to pay off before we wrap up. Uh, five bucks from Mark says a little something, something. Thanks for getting us through the summer and put those shades on because the future looks bright. That's right. Those shady rays and JG with a $10 super chat says just dropped in to show my support. I always listen to you guys during work to make my day a little better. Missed the post games and great work. Thank you, JG. Appreciate Thanks to that. everybody. Yeah. Over 450 people. Unbelievable. Over 300 likes for a preseason postgame show. I mean, that gets me pumped up for a great season. All 88 games of it. It's going to be This great. is one of our most viewed in-studio shows, not the draft, obviously, since the draft lottery. Yeah, probably a preseason game. Let's see if uh, Saturday's post game show has the same numbers with likely no counter Bedard and no TV. Uh, but well, we'll see. Yeah, we will be uh, <laughs> post gaming. We're off tomorrow. No yes. show tomorrow. Post game shows both Saturday and Sunday night. Saturday's game is not being broadcast locally, but it's being broadcast in Minnesota. So it should be available on ESPN plus. Yes, we will watch the game and we will have a live post game show. For both games, Saturday and Sunday. And uh, not to be a shill for the four-letter network by any means, but if you're a hockey fan, get ESPN+. Plus. Yes. It's like five bucks a month, and you get pretty every much every game that's not being televised yeah. uh, locally. The NHL so. Center Ice or NHL.TV used to be like 160 bucks for the whole season. You get the same thing for five, six bucks a month. Plus, you're going to get a ton of college hockey. I, every, I mean... Like, it's like it's having amazing. the Ocho at your fingertips. Yeah, it's great stuff. Yeah, it's it's totally worth it if you're a hockey fan or just a sports fan. I started watching uh, the P.K. Subban show, the P.K.'s Places. Mm-hmm. It's like inspired by the Peyton Manning's version. Pretty good. P.K. Subban, entertaining. Who knew? I like P.K. Subban. Andrew Shaw doesn't think so. All right, let's wrap things up. Speaking of pud wax. Thanks to Steven for uh, running the show. Thanks to all of you for being here. Seriously, uh, we are blown away by how many people uh, stuck around on a Thursday night after a preseason game for some Hawks talk. Lots more to go, folks. We're just getting started, so thank you. I want to thank uh, Mario for jumping on, and for Greg, I'm Jay. Thanks for watching and listening to the CHGO Blackhawks podcast.